Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 6 Sun Sports Radio, 6 and the Odyssey app. My name is Karenson Harrison. Very happy to be here with you, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Rob Brenton is here as well. So today, we have made the decision to not do the usual pizza giveaway to start the show. We are not going to do that for the remainder of the week. We will pick that back up on Tuesday when we are back from President's Day. So you don't have to call in right now. We are not going to do our usual spiel at the very beginning of the show. That is the decision that we have made as a show and as a station. Pete Tassio is cool with it. I'm cool with it. Rob is cool with it. So you guys are going to have to be cool with it as well. Coming up in just a bit, we will head to Children's Mercy. They have another press conference about the shooting yesterday that took place around Union Station. We will play that for you in its entirety here coming up whenever it starts. I do not know when it is going to start. They said that it would start at 2 o'clock, but you guys know how these press conferences can be. So the moment that we have it, Rob is going to give me the thumbs up, and we will play it in its entirety. And any newsworthy press conference that happens today, we will also carry that live today. So whether that is Truman Medical, University Medical, Children's Mercy, the mayor of Kansas City, the chief of police, any relevant press conference we will play in its entirety today. I think it is very important to keep you guys updated on what is going on regarding the incident following the parade yesterday. So I think this is how I would like to start the show today, and we can open up the phone lines and we can take calls because this is a conversation to me that involves our community and where we live. I've seen this sentiment from a lot of people, even people that I'm very close to have had this sentiment that said, if and when the Chiefs win another Super Bowl, because I imagine that we will be in this place again, just with Patrick Mahomes as their starting quarterback and feeling like he is going to be their quarterback for another 12 years or so, the Chiefs will probably be in a position to have another parade. And the conversation then started to turn to, well, what do you do for the next parade? Are we going to have another downtown parade? And the conversation then shifted to that they should do it at Arrowhead and make it a ticketed event. You go through the metal detectors. You get wanded, frisk. I haven't been to a Chiefs game in a while, but I imagine all of those things are happening. I'm strongly against that idea. I'm strongly against that idea for a couple of reasons. I believe the purpose of a championship parade is as much about them as it is about us. Sure, one part of the parade is the fact that the 53 guys on that football field, they did something that very few people in this life ever get a chance to accomplish. They can call themselves a champion. You won the most important game in your sport. You did it. You made it. You are a representation of us. You did so on the biggest scale. So we want to throw you this party. That is certainly part of it. You don't have the parade without the championship. So that's incredibly important in this. It is about them, too. It's about celebrating Patrick Mahomes, celebrating Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and every single person up on that stage that had something to do with what they accomplished Sunday night in Las Vegas. And I think that is incredibly important to do. But I also believe that the purpose of the parade is also about us. 
It is about celebrating our community and togetherness. And I understand what happened yesterday, but let's not let that be the only thing that happened yesterday. Rob, you were out there. I was out there. And you saw how happy people were yesterday. And they're going around and they're throwing the football and they're high-fiving people. And outside my apartment, somebody had a giant boombox and they're playing Taylor Swift. And everybody knows the word to Taylor Swift and everybody is happy. It is a celebration of togetherness. It is a celebration of our community is what yesterday is. And I refuse to let the actions of a very, very small percentage of people that were out there yesterday for the party, for the celebration, for the community aspect, for celebrating where we live, now define celebrations and community events moving forward. I refuse to let that happen. And the unfortunate part about this idea that I think is one of the biggest reasons to push back on a notion of, well, the next time this happens, let's just do it at Arrowhead. You know what will happen if they move the parade to Arrowhead? It will become an event for the elites. If you want to make the next celebration at Arrowhead a ticketed event, the only people that will be at the event are season ticket holders, people that bought scalp tickets, media people, or people in the know. And the average Joe fan that used to be able to go to the 800,000-person party now is trying to get seats to the 80,000-people party, I am telling you, you will not be able to afford to go. And that's not what the parade is supposed to be about. The parade is not supposed to be about supply and demand and who do you know and I bought this ticket off. No, that's not what it's supposed to be about. You should be able to come. It doesn't matter if you live in the city or you used to live in the city and now you drive in or you're from Omaha and you're a big Chiefs fan and you want to drive down. It is a celebration of us and where we live and that you get a chance to be a part of this very, very special community. And moving the parade to Arrowhead or taking the parade away where the next time they get one, we won't have a parade penalizes all of us. And it lets the actions of a very, very small percentage of people win and define who we are. Even in the face of everything that happened yesterday, we still see togetherness. Yo, can you imagine tackling a shooter? That happened yesterday. One of the people, allegedly, you clear myself here legally, one of the people allegedly who was out there shooting, strangers tackled him. Just in the heart of it, in the face of it. Just went up, Bobby Boucher, Lawrence Taylor, pounced on him. Julius Peppers tackled him. That's not a sense of community and togetherness. Those are things that we should be celebrating today. You have seen the kindness of absolute strangers in the heart of a community that we all feel very strongly about, that we're all very passionate about, a place that we love. I just refuse to let the actions of these people define us. As a group of people that live here and care about this place, I think moving the parade to Arrowhead is one of the worst ideas that I've heard. And I understand the sentiment of where it comes from. It is a safe, secure place. Everybody that could go there, you know, you can wand everybody. You can check everybody. I get where the sentiment comes from, but that's not what the celebration is supposed to be. And that's not what the parade is supposed to be about. The parade is about everybody. And it's about you having the ability. It doesn't matter if you are Clark Hunt and you are a billionaire or it doesn't matter if you got laid off your job two weeks ago and you're struggling to make ends meet. You all can go to the parade and you can bring your kids and your family and celebrate and have a good day and create lifelong memories for everybody in your family. That's what the parade should be about. It shouldn't be about a ticketed event and it shouldn't be about any of those things, Rob. So as we wait for the Children's Mercy press conference, which was scheduled at two, but we'll wait to see when that happens. I want to start today's show with that. I am adamantly opposed to moving the parade or celebration from exactly where it is. And as unfortunate as this sounds, gun violence in this country is as prominent as our love for football. And if we are now in the business of eliminating things because of the threat of gun violence. I don't know what you can do in this country because we have seen acts of gun violence at almost every intersection of American society. 
You wouldn't go to church. You wouldn't go to the grocery store. You wouldn't go to a sporting event. You wouldn't go to anything if that was the fear here. And I understand if people don't want to go to the next parade or don't want to be in large crowds because of what happened, that is certainly your choice and your right. And I completely understand your decision to not want to be out there because of this. I am not condemning that decision at all. That is your personal choice to make. But I think that should be the choice of all of us. And I certainly hope the next time that we have a championship parade, whether it be the Royals, whether it be the Kansas City Chiefs, I hope that we all get the opportunity to go back out there and not only celebrate the team for what they accomplished, but also celebrate this incredible place that we live. I can't agree with you anymore on any topic, maybe ever. Yesterday was an absolute tragedy. It was one of the saddest days in our community. But we should not be stealing the joy that a lot of people get to experience at the parades by moving it to potentially anywhere else, including but not limited to Arrowhead. Kansas City has had, what, three, parade, th- three parades and the NFL draft go, out, go off without problem. And those three parades, the Royals and the two previous Chiefs ones, combined with the NFL draft, have left Kansas City with lasting memories that they will have forever. Children got to see... Even if it was just B.J. Thompson get picked, it was a cool moment for kids. They saw Dayton Moore and David Glass drive down Grand Street with a super with a World Series trophy. They saw Patrick Mahomes high-fiving fans. Those moments don't exist for everyone, and that's why I would say we have to keep these for everyone. Let's go to Stephanie Meyer. She is the chief nursing officer at Children's Mercy Hospital. All of which you will recover from the injuries they had yesterday. I think it's important that we talk about the tragedies and the lasting impact they're going to have on the mental health of not only the community, but all of our kids. For those that were injured, those that witnessed it, whether they were present at the rally and parade or whether they watched it on TV, and especially for all of our first responders and all of our healthcare workers who were down there responding, whether in the event itself or afterward to the tragedy as they came. We had teams located at Adele Hall, and they executed flawlessly. I want to thank each and every one of them from the bottom of my heart for doing what they do best and bringing our A game. It's their commitment to the community, to the kids, and to every single one of us that makes this an amazing place to be, Children's Mercy and Kansas City. I want to make sure that the teams that were on site understand that the way those kids came to us, triaged beautifully, packaged, allowed us to treat every single one of them in a manner that nobody else can do. The tragedy in this community was met with strength, compassion, and absolute preparedness, and I could never have been more proud. Thank you guys for being here, and I'd like to introduce Dr. Stephanie Burris, who is our Chief Wellbeing Officer for our Center for Wellbeing. Right now, we're listening to the press conference for Children Mercy Hospital. Hi, all. Thanks, everybody, for having me today. Uh, in the aftermath of yesterday, we know that our community is struggling, our kids are struggling, as is our healthcare workforce. No celebration should be ended in a violent act. As you may know, our healthcare workforce has been tr- struggling for quite some time. COVID just brought all that to light. And so events like yesterday really bring home that we need to support our healthcare workforce. And that is part of my role and my team's role in the Center for Wellbeing is making sure all of those first responders and all those amazing healthcare workers that responded yesterday with grace and dignity and to their best of their ability and their training. We are all grieving as you are. Many of our staff have young children and they were concerned about where they were at and couldn't locate them. Yet they showed up and they they took care of the kids in the best way they knew how. Now our role is to support them. We are all grieving and will grieve in different ways. Some are heartbroken today, some will be heartbroken next week, some will be in a month. And we have resources here to help them, and that's what makes Children's Mercy so magical, is that we have those resources. We have our team on site offering in-person and virtual one-to-one support sessions. We have our wonderful facility dogs that we are blessed to have that are here providing staff support and comfort, as well as many other resources available. 
Now I want to introduce Dr. Shayla Sullivan, who is a child and adolescent uh, psychologist or psychiatrist here at Children's Mercy in our developmental and behavioral. Right now we're listening to the press conference at Children's Mercy. Thank you all for being here. Um, I'm here really to help provide some guidance on how to talk to your children through this senseless tragedy. And I want to just acknowledge that I don't have any magic. I don't have any magical words. I struggled with this conversation with my own children last night. All of us are tired of having this conversation. So I want to encourage you to do what you can. And one of those most important pieces is to be present. We are all very busy, and we are all really struck by this awful tragedy like so many other communities across the nation have experienced. We need to turn off our media at times. We need to set our phones down, and we need to be there for our kids. We need to listen first. Your natural tendency may be to talk, because that's what mine is. But really listening to our kids and what their fears are, what their questions are, and making sure we understand what they know before jumping in and sharing more information with them. This is hard, so please do take care of yourselves in this process, and please don't hesitate to reach out for help. Um, on our website, we have some guidance for parents, so I encourage you to look at that. But what one big message I would have is to seek help if you think you might need it, as opposed to waiting, because we never want to wait. Of the resources that we've talked about are available on our website for those of you who are watching and is, are available for our team as well. I wanted to thank our entire community and all of you for the outpouring of love and support that we've received. Um, it makes it one of the amazing reasons that we work here and I could not be more thankful. So we're happy to take some questions if you have any. How extraordinary is it to have so many young patients, young gunshot victims coming all at once? I, I pause, extraordinary, I'm not sure I would use the word, but I think the question is well placed. It's um, something we prepare for, honestly, all the time, uh, whether that's through simulation, whether that's through training, and when we knew they were coming, we mobilize in a way that you think you're only going to have to practice for. And so when they came, we were ready with multiple teams standing, waiting to do what we needed to do and to focus on their physical health first. Um, and then, of course, that's just a first step. The next step is now the mental health pieces that will come after. Stephanie, can you help us clarify the extent of the injuries of some of the children? And then earlier today, Gordon said the youngest being eight years old. We're hearing sticks. Mm -hmm. That six-year-old that was wounded by gunfire or just injured in the melee? So what I can tell you is just the nine gunshot wounds. The other ones were what we would call incidental injury. Um, and I would tell you that they were from ages six up. Uh, and the six-year-old, I cannot comment on which injury they had. You mentioned uh, the struggling workforce in the past. Can you speak to if that played a role at all in what happened? I know obviously you said that the teams were ready and they mobilized and they were active, but could it have been improved if you know there were more medical staff on hand, or can you just comment about the struggling workforce in general at your hospital? Sure, I'll have Steph comment on that and then I can add to that. Thank you. I don't think that our first responders and those that took care of any of the patients in the hospital could have done any better. As Stephanie said, we are were armed and ready to go, and they did what needed to be done. When I say struggling, they're struggling just like you and are, and unbelievably um, heartbroken that this happened in our backyard. And we all train for this. We're all prepared to take care of these children, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's still not normal for people to see many, many people wounded by gunshots. And so they are really struggling emotionally, not struggling showing up for the kids. They did their job to the fullest. Now we're here to support their uh, mental and emotional well-being going forward. I think a lot of us were shocked when we heard that nine children were shot yesterday and probably feeling relieved today that so many children have been discharged. The three who are remaining, can you just describe maybe what additional challenges they may be having? 
I can just tell you that the three that are remaining, we expect a full recovery. Um, I can't give any more detail than that out of respect for their families, um, but they are stabilized. They're doing well, and um, I think prayers and hope for them is exactly what they need. And Stephanie, one more back to the mental health element of all this. The incident is over, but the lingering effects will be mm -hmm. for a while. We're hearing that a lot of kids called in out of school today. Uh, do you expect to see that? What are the lingering effects that you're worried about? So uh, we're extremely worried. Um, this is coming on the heels of a pandemic where rates of anxiety and depression doubled for young people. We have a mental health campaign that we've already been working on to expand our breadth so we can reach more kids. And now we have more kids that have experienced trauma. So yes, we're anticipating a huge increase in need in our community and we're actively working on how to respond to it effectively. But it's it's a big task. The comments that we've received so far of thanks from them at this point, I want to go back to a comment I made last night and how they feel and how we responded. They're, they're fearful. They're scared. And what they need from us in the community is support and reassurance that the first step that we can give them is back to physical health. And the next step that we'll offer is back to mental health. And how do we work to make that child and their family whole again? Hey, several Chiefs players mentioned that they wanted to So the Chiefs players have been extremely supportive, as well as the Chiefs organization. They have reached out to us, and we're managing that accordingly. Um, we want to make sure that we're focusing on our patients and our kids and families first, and our staff, and then we will have them help with that. Okay, thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. The audio that you just heard was courtesy of WDAF Fox 4. That was the press conference down at Children's Mercy. On the screen, they had nine children were shot yesterday. Three of them remain in the hospital, but the expectation is that they are going to make a full recovery. So that is the update from Children's Mercy. If there is another press conference today, we will play it in its entirety. I think it is important to cover the news aspect of everything that happened yesterday. We will play any additional press conference, but we just had the one from Children's Mercy. You know, I don't know who Stephanie Meyer is, but she's a hero. She was incredible during that press conference. Two thumbs up to her. I didn't know who she was before this, but she has a fan in me. I'm telling her, I, let's write her a letter and tell her she was incredible during the press conference. Salute to uh, Stephanie Meyer. If you know Stephanie Meyer, tell her Carrington and Rob from The Drive commend her for how she handled the press conference. I know we have to take a break, Rob. It is very, very jarring to hear the head of a children's hospital say that they prepare for incidents of gun violence with children and that they have a protocol in place for when they get numerous victims in at one time. That is a very jarring thing to hear the head of a children's hospital to say that audio you just heard was courtesy uh, of Fox four. That was the press conference from children's mercy. I want to read to you guys a couple of texts and we will is we got Pete coming on now or later. Okay. In five minutes, I want to read you guys this text that we have. CDOT, do you think it would be realistic to try to block everything off and have several entrances through Crown Center, through hotels? It would have direct routes for fans to take. No tickets needed. They block off Westport, and they have body scanners there. What if we had an expanded version of that for the parade? This is maybe the uncomfortable truth of yesterday's event. I think it is impossible to secure that big of a location. Now, I am not a police officer. I do not work with the SWAT team, any of that. You know how big of a radius we're talking about? Trying to secure and get all of those people checked in through a single entrance? Rob, think about how difficult it is to get people in quickly at Arrowhead. And there's like how many entrances and ticket people do they have in that scenario? And we're talking about 70,000 people, 80,000 people. Can you imagine multiplying that times 10 or 11 and trying to get all of those people with the ticket, with the scan, cell phones don't work? I think it is impossible to secure that area, at least in the way that you were talking about, where everybody goes through something, you get a metal detector, you get wanded. I, I think it is impossible to do that realistically. 
impossible to do it. Someone said, well, CDOT, people take off their shoes at airports because someone had a shoe bomb. There are security changes during events. Yes, you are 100% correct. The amount of people that we're talking about, I don't think that some of these changes are realistic or feasible to do. It is unfortunate. I wish that we could guarantee that none of this would ever happen again at any event. Not a Chiefs parade, not a Plaza Art Fair, none of this. Like, there's no way to ensure that this will never happen again. We live in America. I know we didn't talk about it because we don't live there. This same thing happened in Denver, Colorado in June after the NBA celebration. Same shooting. The unfortunate truth of this is something of this magnitude will happen again. I'm not saying it will happen in Kansas City. I don't know when, but we live in America. And I can assure you that this will happen again at some point. And it is unfortunate. It is incredibly unfortunate, especially for a country that calls itself as great as America. But these incidents have happened way too frequently, happened way too often to think that yesterday was the end of it and think that there is some plan that they are going to be able to put together to keep all of us safe from gun violence. I can give you countless number of examples to tell you that that is just not the case. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. He was down at Union Station today for the championship parade. We'll get his stories next. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kansas City, it's Nick Bolton. Can I get a big old M-I-Z? You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete, how you doing, my man? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, obviously, a very uh, disturbing, interesting last 24 hours, but I'm I'm okay. Pete, I it, I didn't expect that I wouldn't have a chance to talk to you about the Super Bowl after this, and we'll certainly get to yesterday and the parade. But where would you rank being able to hang out with me in Vegas? on your list of things that you did over the last like 10 days or so, where would you rank it? Cause I mean, I, I'm guessing chiefs win one me too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, just considering you're like a friend of a friend of a friend of Nick, Wright. Like, Oh I just, wow. I That's know, crazy. I, <laughs> I has to be number one. It has to be number one for me. So <laughs> right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney. Pete, just take us through. I'm not sure where you were in relation to the shooting and the right. rally and everything that happened. Just if you can take us through your day. Yeah. So, you know, just the way that the, the 
parade works from a, just a media standpoint, pulling the curtain back, we don't get a ton of access um, when it comes to one-on-one interviews, anything like that, no questions, that type of thing. And so uh, as the Chiefs have won these titles, I, it's always been my strategy just to work it from the home office. There's just too many places to be. You know, they have a spot for us down there, but it's not like you gain any benefit. And, and so I just was working, cranking away like the uh, last couple of parades, and I think it ended. I was getting all set to write my big rap of the parade speeches. Uh, I usually like to give an award to the guy who stole the show. That was going to be Chris Jones. Uh, and then obviously the coverage changed really rapidly. And um, as I was trying to update our site and try to, you know, amplify, because we have such a big reach, uh, all of the warnings and the child unification and all that type of stuff, I was texting uh, the friends uh, and colleagues, uh, all that I, you know, have down there just to make sure that, uh, but everyone was okay. It was a very, very surreal moment, certainly different than the first two parade coverages. It's just so sad that the the last memory that we'll have of this team, and I understand that next year, you know, they'll get their rings and that'll be a cool moment and they'll have the first game of the season again and hopefully they win this one. You know, but, but I mean, the last image is this team getting off the stage and us celebrating them as champions and then, I mean, it couldn't have been five, ten minutes after that the shooting occurs. I mean, this season wasn't supposed to end this way. No, and, uh, you know, I, I think and the, the sports matter very little in this, but I, you know, I, I do think you, you, it crosses your mind like a parade of any championship, and Kelsey kind of said this leading into the Super Bowl, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. They get to experience a couple of times. Uh, you know, the amount of fans – uh, that in any sport have gotten to celebrate a back-to-back celebration. It, it, it really is once in a lifetime. I mean, you don't really get to do that. And uh, you're right, more so than what is going to be a very unique day in the, in the history of sports and the history of, of your Chiefs fandom uh, turned uh, sour, you know, really fast. And I, I don't think anyone will remember the day for what it should have been. Everyone is going to remember uh, where they were when they uh, found out that there was shots fired at Union Station and, and, Certainly the non-sports, I think, forever will uh, overshadow the sports, and that's just the reality. I mean, I think that's you know part of the complexity of what happened is, I mean, this day started as, for some people, it was one of the happiest times that they had ever had. You know, their team had another yep. championship parade back-to-back. Maybe you couldn't go to the last couple parades, or now your kids were old enough that you could take them down to the parade and having that sense of community and family and togetherness and for it to end this way is just absolutely tragic. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, there's always um, good and terrible situations. And I know that Trey Smith has had his, his story shared of, of communicating with the kid who was in fear and, I know that Sam McDowell, the star, brought up Andy Reid and, and comforting a you know child as well, and uh, it, it creates a lot of uh, complicated conversations that I think you have to have, and and it it, it it's terrible. I mean, I, you know, there's no other way to really uh, put it into words. It it, it took away from uh, what was supposed to be a very joyous uh, another day celebrating the city, much like the NFL draft, that type of thing, and it, you know, rather than it being. Uh, something where you know the city city celebrated it, it you know was one of the worst parts of the city not, not just kansas city it's, it's not kansas city isolated it it really has become any kind of mass public gathering in america and rather it being a special day for kansas city it really became just one of many of these situations that we see on a monthly slash weekly basis Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. We started the show with the, I guess, debate, conversation. I don't know the correct term for it, though. Some people would like to move the championship celebration in the future to Arrowhead. I am firmly against this idea. I think the purpose of the parade is to celebrate community, and having it in the community is a major part of it. I also think, I mean, if you put this thing at Arrowhead and you make it a ticketed event, people will not be able to go that the only people that will be there are season ticket holders, people that are in the know or media members. And one of the things that I think makes the parade special is it is for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. You just come down and you can, you can see them and you can wave at them and you can celebrate community and celebrate their accomplishment. I am firmly against them moving it from where it is. Where do you stand on this? Yeah, you just can't stop living. I mean, I, it's scary, right? Like I don't, I don't have kids, but I know, you know, I have plenty of friends who do and 
you know, I certainly understand uh, where they're coming from, but you know, you, you start living in fear. You're not really like living anymore. And so I, I think you got at parades. Uh, you know, I was happy that Quentin Lucas, when asked today about parades, is already planning the St. Patrick's Day parade. It's the only thing you can do. Um, you know, maybe security can find ways to be a little bit even tighter than it was for um, a, a parade with all the police presence and, and such like that. But I, yeah, I would be against that idea. The Chiefs already have their private celebration, which is that ring ceremony. Uh, and and I think the parade is for the fans. And you know that this is the that's the toughest part. It's, it's for the fans and really for the kids. You know the kids to be close and to kind of see their heroes. And I I just think you got to continue in, in pushing forward. And and, it, and safety really matters to you. You know you get and we don't have to get into this conversation, but you get into the politics uh, of it and you try to find ways um, from a, uh, a a grand point to to vote in a certain direction to you know do things in a certain direction to try to try to change the course here. Um, like I said, not just a KC problem. Uh, more so an American problem, and I, you know, I don't think, I don't think, you know, going away from what you know it kind of has made us Americans and love sports is it would be the right direction. In a way, uh, that lets the evil win, and I, I just can't, I can't get behind that. No. That is Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Pete, man, normally you know we would have had a long conversation about the game and Kyle yeah. Shanahan's decision to take the ball first in overtime and. We will tell Vegas stories. We'll do that next week, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, be back on next week to talk about all that good stuff. Take care, Karen. Absolutely. That's my guy, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, joining us on the show today. Rob, there are a lot of Vegas stories that I can't wait to tell. Stories I haven't even told you yet about my t- – I was not in Vegas nearly as long as Pete Sweeney was, but, oh, did we have a time. Uh, Aaron Light is going to be on the show coming up in about man, an hour or so. Are you looking forward to Aaron Ladd being on the show, Pete? I mean, I'm kind of, man, you know how Aaron is. I mean. That's a, that's a no. Go ahead and no, that's a no. It's okay. You can say it. Eh, we got Aaron Ladd on the show today. Eh. I mean, me and Ladd's army get along pretty good, so I got no beef with Aaron. Oh, I don't know if me and Leanne, Ladd has an army, you think? I mean, it's wild to me that Ladd's army doesn't like the other Mizzou guy on this show, and they like me, the Jayhawk. It makes no I, sense, I but don't, that's I don't, how it works. I don't think any fan base likes me. Now, it really, when I really think about it, I don't think Missouri fans like me. I don't think KU fans like me. Oh, I, you know, I think K-State fans might be on board. I think that might really, Chiefs fans don't like me. They think I cheer for the Chargers. I don't think I'm accepted by any fan base. The current. Oh, I don't got no smoke with the current. I think that, I think that might be my tribe. The, the current and the comets. I think those might be my people. I think that might be it. Aren't you, what, the, one of the top three soccer voices in the city? Isn't that what you always say? I think I've actually moved up to two. No, I'm, I think I moved. Up I didn't to know two. we got re-ranked yeah, I think, recently. I, I think I might be number two. I think it might be Nate Bucati one on soccer. Me two. Ali Trost is three. I think I passed her a couple of weeks ago. I don't really know what I did to pass her, but I just, it's a feeling that I have that now I have become the number two soccer expert in Kansas City. And by the time the World Cup gets here, I will be number one. Like, people are going to come in from around the country, and I'm like, hey, I want to know what Carrington thinks about who's going to win the World Cup, and I'm going to be very happy to answer that question for them. Um, Let's read a couple of texts. Text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, I would have the parade at Arrowhead. I charge $80 to get in. I charge $30 to park, and I promise you that would weed out a lot of this. Can we just take a breath for a little bit? Just, just a little bit. This is a bad idea. A really bad idea. What I saw yesterday were a lot of families, a lot of people celebrating togetherness. You do not have that at this cost. You don't. And that's what I want the parade to be about. I want the parade to be about us as a community and celebrating one another and coming together in unity. And I just refuse to let these people be a dividing factor in this and a determining one. No, I, this, that's a really, really bad idea. Like there are very few things that I'm just adamant pound the table on. This is one of those things. What happened yesterday was tragic incredibly unfortunate and should not happen. We all are on the same page about that. But the response to yesterday is not now 
let's take away one of the best things that we have and make it only accessible to a small amount of people because that is exactly what would happen. Everybody can't go to Arrowhead. You put 75,000 people in there, you do not want to know what the ticket prices would be for a championship rally celebration parade that you go from 800,000 people being able to go to now 80,000. You do not want to know what the cost for that event will be. And it won't nearly as be as cool. I don't know about you guys. Maybe like a different day. I think I can pretty safely and firmly say that the Royals parade was the best day of my life. Like I feel like if I'd like sit here and like rank, oh, I did this this one day or I did this this other day or whatever it is. I feel very, very confident in saying that if I'm laying there on my deathbed and Rob's there to help caretake for me and I'm like, well, Rob, what do I have tomorrow? And he's like, I don't think you have anything tomorrow except a meeting with the Lord. And he's like wiping my brow with a cold towel, just trying to calm me down on my deathbed because I'm about to go to the upper room. I think I would tell him that the Royals parade was the best day of my life. And I imagine many of you feel the exact same way. I probably still would have been able to go to the Royals parade. It worked in the media. People kind of knew who I was. Like, I I feel kind of confident. I don't know if you would have went. And I don't even say that like to flex. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying is it shouldn't be that way. All of us had the opportunity to experience that day. All of us. That's how these parades should be. That's what they should be about. It should be about you convincing your cousin who lives in Texas to fly up here and come to the parade so you can see him and you guys can celebrate the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. That's what it should be about. I am just, I am firmly against it. I am all for most safety measures that happen. Some I just think are just unrealistic safety measures that I just don't think you can realistically implement for the next parade. You just can't secure the whole radius. Now, if you're telling me, hey, for the part down there right in front of Union Station, let's do the same thing that we did for the NFL draft. I'm certainly open to that possibility, but we all know that the parade and the celebration is much larger than what is happening directly in front of Union Station. I've never been over there by Union Station for any of the parades. I've still had a great time at the parades. Rob, have you been down there for Union Station? What I'm saying is, when you think about where the parade starts at what, 4th and Grand? You know how far it is from 4th and Grand to Union Station? If you want, just walk. Just go down there and just take a stroll. Just take a walk. It is a long... You think you can safely secure that whole area where the buses go by and people are waving and celebrating and it, it you can't. It is impossible to safely secure that amount of area. It You can't. And I just, I refuse to let three to five people disrupt what, like, just an incredible civic moment. I, I refuse to let that happen. We got a break. Oh, I thought I thought it was I thought it was the end of the hour. My bad. I, you know what? My time was off this one. That's my fault. One hundred percent my fault. I thought I thought we were going to the end of the hour. That's my bad. Uh, we'll come up on the other side. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to the drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. Back in on The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com and the Odyssey app. Coming up at the top of the hour, Rob, you said you have some audio you want to play for us. Go and tell us what that is. I, I haven't heard it, so I don't know what it is. Earlier today on First Things First, Nick Wright, Kansas truest son, opened the show with his thoughts and his experience from the shooting yesterday at Union Station. So we'll play that clip in its entirety yesterday. Hold on. Nick Nick Wright, he gets the true son. He gets the he uh, he gets true son. True son. <laughs> Come on now. I love Nick with all my heart. I talked to Nick yesterday. He gets the label of Kansas City's true son. What what did Nick do to get that? Was there a louder Chiefs voice in the media than Nick Wright? Okay. All right. Nick Wright got invited to the, before the horrible tragedy unfolded, Nick Wright was invited to the players and celebrity section of the Chiefs parade yesterday. I didn't see Kyle Brandt in that section. Wow. I didn't see Peter Schrager in that section. That's crazy. They didn't come to Kansas City. You don't think that Peter Schrager could have been there? It, it, hurts, it hurts my heart that, that Nick gets that label. That's a that's a label that very few human beings ever get. You get to be the true son. Okay. I mean, if that's what you want to call Nick, you know what? I'll accept that. I'll let you call Nick that. That's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. A lot of people want to have a debate that I just don't really wanted to have about my feelings toward this. I'm just going to guess that we just view these things very differently. You know what? I'm here to accept that that's perfectly fine. I mean, I don't know if it's fine, but it's, it has to be fine for today. Coming up at 3 o'clock, we'll play for you what Nick Wright had to say about yesterday and all the events of him being here. I didn't get a chance to talk to him yesterday, so I'm, I didn't get it. We didn't have a very long conversation, but uh, I am very, very excited to hear what Nick has to say about uh, everything that went down yesterday. Excited to hear what he has to say. Uh, we led the show today, if you guys missed it, we led the show today with a lot of people have sent this in and texted this in about the rally and how it should, the next rally, I think we all assume at some point the Chiefs will win another Super Bowl, how the rally should be at Arrowhead, and I am strongly opposed to that idea. I certainly understand the fear of what happened yesterday. I am well aware of the feel yesterday, and I feel the same way that you guys feel about this. It is our home. It is our community. It is where we live in a place that started as such a happy and celebratory time with families and people that are there with their mom, their dad, their brother, their kids. And you were down there having a good time. You're celebrating and you are happy. And the next thing you know, absolute terror strikes. Like reading the story and Rob learning more about the woman that had passed away, the DJ, the Lisa Galvan, like learning more of her story. I never had the opportunity to meet her, but I know a lot of people in this business that do meet her and know her character, know who she were. And just to hear their stories and how sad they are about this is just incredibly heartbreaking. And this woman had nothing to do with it. She's just an innocent bystander there, just there to celebrate the moment, celebrate the occasion, celebrate the city. And the fact that that woman went to the parade and lost her life is absolutely heartbreaking, like those stories. And I feel for every single person who was affected by what happened. But I do not feel that the solution to yesterday is to take away the parade. I don't think that's it. I don't think it is to move it anywhere. I don't think the solution is to move it to Arrowhead. If they had a parade tomorrow, I, I would go to the parade. And I don't think it is now to stop these kinds of events. I mean, they're going to have the St. Patrick's Day Parade coming up in a bit. Now, I've only been to the St. Patrick's Day Parade one time. Not really my thing. But I highly encourage you to go. They're going to have the Plaza Art Fair. I've been down there. They're going to have the Plaza lighting ceremony. I highly encourage you to go. You guys know I want to turn on the lights at the Plaza ceremony. Like, we just have large outdoor gatherings in our city. And I don't know how you can make all of them 
perfectly secure. I don't know if that's realistic to think that you can do this. And what is uncomfortable about these conversations is there were as many cops as there could possibly be in an area yesterday, right? There might not have been a more secure place in the city. Patrick Mahomes is over there. Andy Reid is over there. Travis Kelsey is over there. Clark Hunt, Bill. There could not have been a more secure area in the entire city than where this happened yesterday and it still happened. And the unfortunate of, if you are not safe there, 100%, where are you safe? And I guess maybe just my belief of, we live in America. And I don't know if you are ever totally or fully safe in a majority of these places. Like, you might feel it, but I don't know if you are ever safe from someone bringing a gun and doing what happened yesterday. I just don't, I don't know if that's the case. And I don't have all the solutions to it, and I doubt that many people do. But other than to move forward and continue to live, I don't really know what else a civilian like me is expected to do. Certainly look around, be aware of your surroundings, and do all of those things, but live I just don't know what other advice to give in this scenario. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll play for you what Nick Wright had to say on his show, First Things First. Really excited to hear what Nick had to say about yesterday's events. We'll play that for you next. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 